It is August 16th, 2018. Just you and me. Hatred grows, tolerance glows. Street fights, online rights. I have, uh, I'm running out of words. But uh, we got the beginning of a Paradox of Civility podcast theme song. Maybe every week I'll add a new snippet. And then um, in a few months, maybe sometime next year even, we'll get a full theme song for this podcast. Okay, well, welcome to the Paradox of Civility podcast. In this episode you're about to hear, um, this is the first time that I start to talk to an actual Klansman, uh, a Ku Klux Klansman, not... um, not a Wu-Tang Klansman or any other sort of Klansman. Um, so let me back up a little bit. So the paradox, this podcast basically, is uh, a re-examination of an online radio show that I created and hosted in 2012 called The Hate Project. Now, you may have read the description already or you've heard previous episodes, but briefly, The Hate Project was my attempt to understand where racism, where bigotry, where hatred comes from by me attempting to reach out to actual racists, to actual hate mongers, so that they could, um, you know, I could have a dialogue with them to understand better why they hate. And so, um, in this episode you're about to hear, um, I come close to that. I actually do talk to someone who claims to be a member of the clan. Now, this is the first of many calls between me and this clansman. He calls in pretty much throughout the run of the hate project and um, we have a lot of conversations and I will be sharing more of those conversations but this is the first one so um, I should explain a little background on what you're about to hear so by this point I had moved the hate project from blog talk radio to talk shoe talk shoe is another online radio platform and the reason I chose it was that um, It just offered a lot more versatility in terms of interaction because I could also take multiple phone calls at the same time. And there was a live chat room as well, so I could interact with people on the chat room. Um, So it just offered a lot more. Now, what I did not know when I chose TalkShoe was that TalkShoe was already a vibrant um, haven for a lot of hate groups and a lot of online white supremacist, white nationalist radio shows. Did not know this. So... um, Wow, I ended up hitting the jackpot. In fact, uh, the Klansman who calls in, he hosts his own radio show. I think it was called Clan Country. Um, Both spelled with a K, I believe. I don't remember now. It very well may still be up there, so if you want to go look at Talk Shoe, feel free to do so. Um, I'm sorry if you expose yourself to that. Um, Now, in this episode that you're about to hear, you're going to hear a couple of segments from a couple of different shows. So the first uh, clip you're going to hear is from the October 5th, 2012 show. It's episode 5. Now, 
that conversation is between me and someone I refer to as guest number seven. Um, it turns out that guest number seven was someone I knew named Roman. Roman is a great social justice activist, uh, the real deal. We have a nice conversation about, you know, I kind of talk about the victimhood of the left and we kind of discuss a little bit the failings of the left and how the right wing kind of gets their way. Um, we also talk about um, fake diversity uh, in places like, say, the Bay Area, where, um, you know, people preach diversity, but white privilege abounds. Uh, it's just there all the time, and people don't really question that part when they're, you know, benefiting from it. Um, and then uh, Roman asked me some questions as well. I talk about growing up um, as an Indian American um, in a predominantly white environment and uh i discuss assimilation and what assimilation means in america and how what like does it mean america or white america so we go and get into that a little bit so the second part of this episode um involves that phone call that i was mentioning earlier with the Klansmen, and it also involves somebody who was doing an impersonation of captain sulu george takai was it captain sulu or mr sulu i don't remember Whatever, this isn't the fucking nerdist. Anyways, um, so it starts out with fake George Takai calling in. And I have to admit, for a moment, I'm hoping it's the real George Takai. I'm thinking it's possible that it's the real George Takai because, you know, in his uh, sort of um, old age, he's become sort of an internet icon. And I figure... It's not too out of line to assume that he would know what online radio shows are and he would just be calling them for fun. Um, but it's not the real George Takai. And um, actually, uh, this impersonator makes a visit later on in the run of The Hate Project and something's revealed that um, I, I, I'm not going to get into it right now, but I will get into it when that time comes, if you're still listening. Um, so anyways... Um, this fake George Takai fella, um, he starts to tell me about all the racist, you know, uh, white supremacist shows on Talk Shoe. Um, and he tells me also about this website called Nimbusters. Now, Nimbusters is a website, it's kind of like a dumber, uh, less creative 4chan. But he basically uh, turns me onto this website, and he describes it, you'll hear it, that this is where all the online racist trolls go. And Nimbusters uh, is a good source for listeners of these shows on Talk Shoe that happen to be neo-Nazi, KKK, um, you know, white supremacist shows. So this is the first time I become aware of this ecosystem between uh, Nimbusters and the um, hate shows on Talk Shoe. Now, after fake George Takai calls in, um, the Klansman calls in. He calls himself Imperial Klegel. That's his uh, position within the Klan. And um, I try to, you know, get him to open up. I try to probe him a bit um, about where he's coming from now here's the thing in this episode another person calls in somebody who uh he hosts a show on talk show called michigan radio geeks and he starts um trying to bond with fake george takai because he believes it's the real george takai so he's trying to pay tribute to mr takai and so it's a kind of a chaotic episode with um 
everybody on the call trying to um, shoehorn in their own agenda. Um, the sound gets distorted at times. It even cuts out because um, I was very inexperienced at um, hosting an online radio show at home on my laptop. So listen to this uh, episode and I'll be back at the end. Okay. Hello. Hello. Is this guest number seven? Hello. Yes, this is guest number seven. How are you? I'm good. How are you doing? I am well. Uh, yeah, so you know what? Let's just get into it. I don't need to know anything about you, dude. Um, you are a dude, right? I'm sorry. That was presumptuous of me. Um, I don't see any difference, personally, uh, in gender, yeah. but that's me, so, you know. Okay. Okay. <laughs> I don't know. I feel like dude can be a kind of universal, I don't know, I, I use it very liberally. Like dude, oh, yeah. guys, just words, word-wise. Yeah, I do, too. I do, too. Uh, what's on your mind? Oh, I don't know. I just uh, support the show and what you're doing, and I think it's awesome to um, spend time to figure out why people are the way they are with the hope that we can try to correct behavior that is harmful and hurtful. I agree. I agree, man. It's weird. Uh, You know, it's funny... It's just something I was I, so basically the show was screwed up um, and I could not broadcast because I couldn't figure out how to do it. But like I was actually sort of asking the question of like you know if we didn't hate each other based on race or gender or orientation, sexual orientation or whatever, like would we still have hate? I mean, like would it just be something else? Would oh. it just be like like on eyebrows? I, I think so. I think I mean I think it's just out of. I know when I'm, like, angry at people, it's because I'm angry at myself, usually. I mean, not that there aren't things and people to be angry at, but a lot of the time I'm more upset, um, like, with others when I'm just, like, unhappy with myself. Me too, actually. Um, you know, I, uh, I, I was, like, feeling, like, really mad at my family today, actually. But, like, at the same time, it was, like, I was, I was mad about like certain life choices in, that I made that they sort of pressured me into making. Mm-hmm. And then, but then like, I was just like, well, why did I make those choices? Like what, like what was it about me that like went along with it, even though I disagreed with it or felt uncomfortable about it at the time? Yeah, absolutely. absolutely. So like, so, so it's just like the self-hatred. I, I, I feel like it's kind of conditioned in us. It's sort, of, it's sort of taught to us. Yeah, if we don't look a certain way, if we don't act a certain way, if we don't talk a certain way or have certain things, then there's something wrong with us that we need to fix. But I think that's just advertising, uh, yeah. just kind of attacking us since we're, since we, as soon as you turn on TV or something, there's all these messages coming at us. Right, right, right. Well, I mean, so has it always been this way? I mean, we're cavemen like this. That's that's what I'm sort of interested in. Like, is this like a genetic thing in humanity? Um, I feel like it, I don't know. I feel like it's learned. Certainly, I guess it's yeah. easy to. If, I guess trauma also gets passed down, so it's people are more likely to hurt each other when they've been hurt. Or I can only yeah. speak for myself, but I'm pretty sure that's that's a common thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely, man. Absolutely. Um, have you ever felt any hatred for like a group of people in your life or uh I would say I get angry at like wealthy right wing pundits. 
I guess. Because there, yeah. I mean, it's, I feel like if I'm going to be angry and, like, to inspire me to do something, I want it to be aimed upwards into, like, well, if there is a group, quote-unquote, people who are oppressing me, whether knowingly or not, because I feel like oppression's all intertwined and all intersects, I would rather just aim upwards, I guess, at people who have more financial capital and and who don't, yeah, who are just, I mean, I guess like, we see the people buying politicians and everything just to secure their way of life. Right. Yeah, 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 I can see that happening, too. I wonder, like, because, like, they, I mean, on that side, they seem to hate. And if any, if anyone on the right wants to call in, please call in. Yeah. We can help. We can help it out. Um, I want to hear what they have to say. But, like, I mean, they seem to hate the poor, and they seem to hate, like, immigrants. And I just, or, or like, even, like, you know, with the hatred of black people, with the history of black people in this country, like, why, it's like, it's fucking, like, why, uh, is it like their own guilt about what happened in this country? I, you know, like, I, yeah. I mean, I'm sure that's part of it, and then maybe also just like a just ignorance, like not having experienced it. Like, if you are privileged, you yeah. grew up with certain privilege, um, then there's certain things that you don't necessarily have to go through in order just, in order just to survive. So it's like, well, I have this. Why don't you have this? You must not have worked hard enough. Even though right. a lot of people inherit their wealth, and a lot of people, mm-hmm. if you're not fighting to stay out of a dangerous situation, that, you know, it's like when people are trying to survive, it's not like I'm gonna go like make money and do all. Yeah, it's it's more. It, it's not your main focus. Right, 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 right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's very strange. I I don't really get it, but uh, uh, uh um, what was I gonna say? Sorry. Um, yeah, it's, I guess so, but like, it's, there is like sort of like this, this virulent hatred though. And, and and like, I don't know, like it's, I keep hearing that we live in a post-racial society and I don't really believe that. I don't either. Not at all. Yeah. It's so pervasive. I just, I mean, it's everywhere. But it's just more subtle now. Like nobody's like screaming the N word. Uh, well, um, there are people screaming the N word. Yeah. But uh, um, but, like nobody's really like. I mean, like even like when when Romney came out and was like, well, nobody has to see my birth certificate. And he said it sort of like in a braggadocio way. Yeah. And it's like, I really hope that there's some negative karma that happens to him. Like he's that's like one. I don't know. Like, I don't. I don't wish. I don't know. I just. It would be nice. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Just yeah, for someone of that stature, he's just a symbol of it. Really, it's not anything personal. Just this is yeah, poster exactly. boy for it. Right. Right. Um, yeah. I mean, like I have those feelings too. Like whenever I see like a lot of these guys, like when I see just just like people being mean, straight up being. Like, when you see, like, a Sean Hannity or something like that, I'm just like, God, I hope that guy just gets, like, fucking something horrible happens to him. But, like, well, you know, like, I, now now I'm going to sort of explore this. So, you know, we were talking about how those feelings of anger often are from ourselves or towards ourselves at the end of the day. So if I'm if I hate Sean Hannity, does the same thing apply? Like, is it just more like? Because I don't have to. I, I don't have to listen to this guy. I mean, right, right. 
But also, it's something I wanted to just interject before is that these people are being paid to be hateful. Right. Like they're, it's like it's such, it's such a weird and twisted. That's they're taking jobs that a lot of us we wouldn't, you know, like if someone paid you, Roy, to like take a show, um, which could, you know, if you're able to be yourself, that would be awesome. However, if you had to say certain hateful things, I mean, I don't, I, I don't know. If someone offered me that, I would, I like, I can't, I wouldn't be able to project that into the world for a paycheck. Yeah. No, I see what you're saying, man. That, that's that's. Uh, totally off. <laughs> no, 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 no. Uh, no. I, I, I think that's that's pretty dead on, actually. Um, I think. Uh, yeah. I guess like what I'm trying to figure out right now is like why. Why like why do these guys make me so mad? Like the like I guess like. I don't know, like, like, why do, like, the Republicans make me so fucking mad? I feel it's like they already know that they've, quote-unquote, won, even though it's, like, there's not a war. It's, like, there's not, like, really a bat. You know, it's not, like, we're not intending to fight, but it's just feel like they think we're, they're fighting or we're fighting. And right. it's just, like, I'm going to pin you down, and then I'm going to, like, slap in your face, and then I'm going to pee on you. And, like, all, you know, like, it's a very... Yeah. Okay. But it's, like, it's, like, not, it's, like, we're oh. saying no, no, no. And then it's, like, they're, like, well okay, we're going to send more of you to jail. We're going to, have to take away more of your houses. We're going to take more, away more of your access to food and, like, health care, you know, like, basic survival, things that don't have any... In an ideal world, everyone would be happy and healthy, but because right. you're being pushed not to... It's The reason people steal is because they need to survive. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right, right, right. Um... Yeah, I, I guess um, I, that that actually like explains it very well, and that those are valid reasons to feel severe anger at someone. Um, it's just very strange. I, I just I, I try to like I, I go back and forth with this myself about like, all right, well maybe I can just like worry about taking care of my my own feelings and myself. I mean, of course, like if if I can help other people, I will. But uh. uh you know, how do I like protect myself against um, this language? I, I'll, I'll bring this up. I, I, did you? Um, this is my issue, kind of, with the left a little bit. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. One of the happening with the left, I think, in this country is we just we fucking just fall into the victim. We, I'm, I'm kind of in the middle. I don't know what I am anymore. I, I, it, it changes every day. But um, we, we, you know, like the left, like falls into like this, like victim mode right away. Like, okay, yeah. somebody said this thing. Oh my god! Like, I, I don't know if you followed Caller the, uh, like the whole Daniel Tosh rape joke fiasco. Well, I'm um, in and out of it, yeah, a little bit. Yeah, and I mean, like, I, so you know, I. For anyone else who's listening right now, I don't know if they are or not, but um, basically, you know, he tells a rape joke. Somebody in the audience interrupts his set and says, uh, rape is never funny, and then he makes another rape joke towards this individual. And um, I guess, like, my thing is, is, like, how do we – how do people on the left – and I feel this way about, like, the Michael Richards fiasco where he started screaming the N-word right. at these audience members. And, like, what ends up happening on the left is, like, this is the worst thing that ever happened. And 
these people should be prosecuted and lose their careers. And like, we're never going to, there's like this sense of hopelessness because somebody said something and we're never going to recover from it. And I've just been thinking about this a lot as a person of color myself. I've been thinking about this a lot. Like how do, how do like people of color, people, you know, women, LGBTQ folks, um, people who have been typically oppressed, how do we like empower ourselves and like, not like, Fall, how, how do we get the response? I'm sorry, I'm rambling, but I'm getting, I'm, I am, I do have a point. Um, like, how do we, how do we like get to that point where it's like, oh, okay, this asshole said something. Oh, you know what? That's an asshole who's stupid. Cool. What are we doing? Oh, we're doing something else. That's awesome. Does that make sense? Does that make any sense? Um, can you repeat that? Yeah, of course. So. Somebody, like, spits out something retarded, basically, like something that's, like, offensive to – and I'm I'm just sort of, like, going on, like, a group that's oppressed, like, offensive to, you know, people of color, women, like the Michael Richards situation or the Daniel Tosh situation. What I'm seeing happening from the left sometimes is that we just – it just falls into, like, victim mode, and it's like this is yeah. – we're going to dwell on this forever, and why did this happen? And th- those are fine questions to ask. Don't get me wrong. But what I've been thinking about is, like, how do we – if you know, if you are a person of color, if you are, you know, LGBTQ, if you are a woman, like, how, how do you get to that point where it's like, okay, I don't want to let this person destroy me. Right. And, and instead of the response always being like, oh, my God, I cannot believe this happened – I, I mean, yeah. like, how do we, how do we get to that point where it's like, kind of like I, I have to say this, like, kind of like in the way that like white guys would respond to the word honky or something. Like, how do we get to that point where it's like, okay, this guy said something stupid. Okay, this guy, this this asshole just spit out spat out the n word. All right, dude. Like, let's let's fucking like look at our assets and like see what why we're we don't need to fucking deal with this guy or like why we don't need to like to, like, let this, like, destroy our community. Because, like, that's what I... I just see people, like, reacting in a way that, like, how are we going to overcome this? I think a lot of it is repeated behavior, just, you know, just from a psychological aspect, is just this being so used to having to, like, push push ourselves up. Uh And, you know, it's like, okay, well, we conquered one thing and then another something else. And, like, there's so much, there's so many oppressive forces that even if we tackle and live through one situation, they're still coming at us at different... Sure. You know, like, in personal levels and economic levels. Um, and right. And the Earth as a whole and, like, what humans have done to the... I mean, there's... We're not even talking about, like, animals and the environment uh-huh. at all and how humans are kind of... It's like we're, we're horrible to each other and we're also horrible to the Earth and, like, knowingly so. Sure. Uh, yeah, that kind of went off in a different direction that I was no, no, uh, no. planning on. But I think it's just in our it's when we see like repeated behavior, we repeat. Well, I repeat behavior certainly, and I, uh-huh. I make the same mistakes over and over. And I wonder if it's just trying to evolve out of um, how we've been living and trying to find new ways of communicating. Right. Yeah, I mean that's. I guess that's a good point. Um... And I don't know. I, yeah, I guess like it, it's a it's it's a sort of like balance between 
you know, society changing, um, the, the structures that sort of facilitate oppression changing, of course. Um, but it's also like, it's going to be just as much like coming from the people, like people changing and people, I think it's a mix of both. Like, I think like, it's like we need to empower ourselves and break down those structures that, that kind of, uh, keep oppression where it's at. Yeah, and I mean, can you imagine if, can you imagine if like all the prisons were like hospitals or schools, or like there's just, oh, yeah. just kind of like to, ha- it's, it's the way environments and like places are kept and uh I don't know, it's just, I mean, sure. definitely there's no question we live in a police state. It's just a matter of how to transform it into, um, yeah, I mean, everyone's being beaten down one way or another. So right, to yeah. Out how to escape that together, like, by helping each other. Yeah, yeah, it, it's, um, yeah, I guess, like, I, you know, I, I feel like on the one hand, like, on the right wing, it's like, there's a denial that there's a problem, and it's like, and there's sort of a vested interest in that so that they can keep these systems in place that are, you know, empowering, like, a tiny percentage of the population disempowering a lot of others and then but i guess like what i'm saying is that on the left what i see happening is um people just like just getting defeated and they're just like i cannot believe this person said that and it's like okay we can do that a little bit yeah yeah like i mean this is this is my complaint about about Occupy Wall Street a little bit, and it's a movement I support, and you know I certainly support the ethos behind it. But what next? You know, like you can't just keep going back to Zuccotti Park. I mean, something to something to ask is that and I'm going off on on a different subject right now, and but it's related. Um, so the Tea Party, you know, you you probably don't like the Tea Party, and neither do I. I'm assuming I'm just being presumptuous, but um. We need to ask if if you're a supporter of Occupy Wall Street or or, or you know your sympathizer, um, why is it that the Tea Party party now has so much political influence to where they're running candidates? They have candidates in Congress. Oh, because they have more and, money. But that's but so like so then what can Occupy Wall Street do better? Because like what I'm seeing is that they're not like it's something that Bill Maher even said that I happen to agree with like. You know, you're. It's like just doing that boring work of like canvassing, of like really making like phone calls, of like really educating people. Of of, I mean, there's there's got to be a way. There's got to be a way for like for that movement to have some sort of influence, and it, it's got to just go beyond continually going back to Zuccotti Park. I think. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's, the cool thing is that it is global, so it I is. Mean, that's a good sign. You know, it's like there's a long way to go, but it's like one tiny little puff of hope that I've had met many times and being in, living in different places and checking out different uh-huh. Occupy camps across the country. It's the idea behind it is unite it like unites people and brings people together for with the idea of creating something new. And I like that side. Then, but then what is new still has to be created. So I guess we're all mm-hmm. trying to create something together. But there's this idea. Yeah. Uh, uh, the group mind, I guess, is what it makes me think of, and that's why I, that's one thing I like about it. Right, right, right. 
Uh, yeah, I mean, I just, I still, I, I, I wholeheartedly agree with you on that. I just, I guess I also still feel like, you know, you can't just keep doing the same things over and over again just to celebrate, like, how enlightened you are. And I feel like there's that tone right now in that, in that movement. And it's like, if you really want to affect change, like, I mean, and you're, and you're right, caller, that um, the Tea Party, of course, does have more money. Um, but... <laughs> I don't think that's the only thing because like somebody's helping voting them. I mean, people with who don't have their money are helping vote them into office. Um, you know, like your Marco Rubio's and folks like that. So it's, yeah. it's there, there's something a little bit beyond that too. You can't just, cause if, 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 if on, if we just keep saying like, well, they have more money and we don't. So that's that. I mean, and I, I think I'm saying that, Oh, go ahead. I'm sorry. Oh no! It's to move to a way where we you know where we have different types of currency, even though it's illegal. But like, fuck that. <laughs> you know, honestly, you know, if we're gonna yeah. like, in my dream, it's like where there's like no prisons, et cetera, et cetera. No one locks the doors, and so forth. And you know, it's like a long time to get to that place. But and then in that end zone too, it doesn't matter because people are being like. Just, I feel I don't know. I feel like the you're a pol- I just don't trust politicians. Again, it's like a paid position, and there are a lot of folks who are in it to help people. And it's just money has become a drug in our culture. Right. Yeah, it it sure has. And it's imaginary. So then it's like it makes people crazy. It makes me crazy. I have like really – I mean, most folks I know have complicated relationships with money. Oh, God, tell me about it. Like it's it's an imaginary thing. It's an arbitrary thing, but it it rules your life because like if you don't have any – I mean, you, it's it's not easy. It yeah. is just not. But and it's like we we put so much like, I mean, just like you got to pay rent and you you know you have to eat and and I mean like it's it's one of those things where like it's not easy if you don't have it and so it's like this. I agree with you. It's this fictional thing. It's this, it's this dirty ass piece of paper that we put so much value on. Yeah. Uh, these these dirty coins that we've we as a species. Have have just decided that like it's it's oh well we're gonna run everything on this this dirty paper yeah and uh, and like and and like also like it's you know it that that connects to like race and and gender like you know it's like the idea of like race isn't real racism is real though so like race you know and the classifications are so random and arbitrary and so pointless but they're very the effects of them are very real. Uh, you know, walk into the wrong neighborhood and you'll feel it. Yeah. And it's like, uh, you know... And then who's to say black... what the wrong neighborhood even is? You know, yeah, what's well, wrong for one person is right for someone else. Exactly. But, like, well, I guess, like, what I'm speaking to is, like, you know, if you're a black person walking into, like, Biter, Texas or something like that, um, you may want to be a little careful. Um, You know, so, and again, like, everybody's a human being. There's no... It's just the skin color and it's like the hair and stuff like that. But uh, uh, it's, it's random. Question? What's up? I, um, well, I know you. I was just curious. I was wondering if um, cause I know. I don't know how. Like, I, I, I know you lived in Texas before, yes. Mm-hmm. Yourself. Yep. And I was just curious as to if your time there made you want to leave. Is that part of the reason that you no longer live there? Was it experiences with oppression there, or was it something larger than that? Uh, not really. It was. Um, I grew up in Dallas, which is 
a town I'm not crazy about, but I lived in Austin for about, you know, about five years or so, which was a wonderful town. I mainly left uh, to go to school here, um, uh, up here in New York. And um, so the way that, yeah, so it wasn't necessarily that, but like there are things about Texas that are depressing to me. Like um, I would say that especially in Dallas, um, the mentality there is very much of of like you know money talks, money rules the world, um, and everything that follows beyond that. Like you know, if if you're poor, if you're this or that, that's your own fault, and. And, and like a lot of people, you know, I went to an all boys high school and, you know, my family was middle class. Um, but like, you know, I knew a lot of rich kids who were like that and like, they were again, born into wealth. Um, and, um, you know, you are sort of like, it is ingrained in you and maybe this is just all over America. It is ingrained in you that like, you know, white, white culture is the desirable culture to be a part of. And like, I noticed that like a lot of minorities try to adapt to the white culture that could just be an immigrant thing. But like, I just noticed, especially like in the Asian communities, um, people would try to like, you know, appease and adapt to like white society. So instead of it being like, you know, when we say like, Oh, you know, we're, we're integrating into America, we're integrating into white society. That's what it is. Really. Um, that's what that meant. So, there's a lot about Texas that I really love, um, but um, so I, I wouldn't say it was a depression, but like there's a lot about Texas that I also don't like as well. So I hope that answers your question. I have very complicated yeah. feelings about it. Sure. Yeah. And I was just, I'm just curious as to, I don't know, this yeah. idea of like geography and how it affects us. Yeah, absolutely. Um, uh, and it certainly does, you know, it's, it's like, it, it, it certainly can. I mean, I, I've lived in a lot of different places in my life. I lived in the Bay area for a little while. Um, and that oh, was, that's uh, where I'm, I am right now. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah. Cool. Oh, cool. Um, you know, the Bay area, there's a lot of like, it, it's very, I, you know, in general, it felt very left wing, but like I, I still feel in the Bay Area, it's such a expensive place to live. Yeah. And I, and I still feel like you know, a lot of like the political discussions still like exists predominantly amongst like privileged white people, even out there. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's more diverse than like you know Plano, you know, or the suburbs of Dallas. I'll give anybody that, and that's fine. But like. I just I I did not. It's such an expensive place to live at, and there's a lot of privilege out there too. But like it's just like it's sort it's not like that privilege where it's like you know oh well we're gonna just protect our privilege and fuck the poor. It's that privilege of like you know I'm rebelling against like you know American society, but I still enjoy the privileges of being a white, well-off person in America. I saw that a lot in the Bay Area. Maybe like that's just me being I, I'm maybe being cynical. I don't know, but like it it was I noticed that a lot there. Yeah. Yeah. You might have a different yeah. experience. I mean No, so, it's it it is I mean it's different, but it does sound familiar. Um there's a sense of like self satisfaction here. I guess I feel yes. like other places have ha- other places 
but yeah, other places definitely have that element as well. And here, I know it's like I've looked in other places where there are so many different things that would set me off and get me angry. And uh-huh. I thought by coming out here, I'd be like, there'd be it'd be more chill. And in a lot of ways, it is. But then yeah. there's still the oh, life's not perfect. What's wrong? You know, so I need to find something to be angry at, I guess. Which is just totally my own. It's on my own journey. I need to like find out what's going on in my life. It doesn't have to do with my setting necessarily. Um, sure. There's a lot of external forces. But yeah, out in the Bay Area for sure, there is. Uh, it's I, mean, I don't know. The grass is always greener. I feel. Yeah, I mean, like, it, it's certainly, like, you know, don't get me wrong. Like, it's, it's a beautiful place, and, like, I, I liked my time out there. And there's a lot of I, – I will give, like, the Bay Area – the Bay Area, like, it's a very artistic place, and they sort of – like, they like weirdness out there from what I knew, from what I saw. Like, you know, if you were – like, they, they, they respect quirkiness and weirdness, and that, that was always great. Um I, I just notice these flaws about every place I live in, and um, I think um, sometimes it's like when people say, "Like, well, oh," and, and people do this in New York as well, where it's like, "God, isn't it amazing how diverse this place is?" And it's like it's almost like they are sort of giving themselves a medal for daring to live in a diverse place, as opposed to like really living a diverse life, like how many of these diverse cultures you're celebrating, how many, like, do you talk to these people? Like, do you know, do you know, like, I mean, and I'm not saying like, you know, just you should force yourself to have a black friend and an Asian friend for, you know, or you're a racist. I'm not saying that, but it's like, it's this weird sort of, like, like you said, the self-satisfaction. And I think that like, I don't know. I think that that can be destructive too. And that gets in the way as well. Um, that's my two cents. Uh, caller, I'm going to kind of start wrapping up this show, actually, because I'm way over my time. Um, you got any final words for us? Um, no, I'm glad the show is uh, – well, I guess I do. So, yes, I do have final words, but I'm glad the show is going on, and it's good to talk to you. You too. You too. Please call in any <laughs> George, why did okay? So, what brought you to UK host show in the first place? I'm just curious. Well, it's a bit of a long story, uh, but back when I came out of the closet, uh, a fellow named Hal Turner, a, a racist jock jock, uh, said a whole bunch of mean, nasty things on the internet. And so, I went looking for links to Hal Turner. I found out that the man was incarcerated, and I wound up on uh, the Ku Klux Klan show. And as soon as they learned uh, what I was all about, they uh, they actually uh, muted me from the show, and I wasn't even able to chat. It was a very disappointing. I don't know why UKA host uh, is denying it right now, but it just proves that he doesn't have much moral fortitude. Okay, so uh, well, Mr. De- Mr. Takai, um, what, do you want me to call you Mr. Hire George or what? what uh, yeah, well, George, George would be just fine, or 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 even Mr. Sulu. I don't mind. <laughs> okay, um, Mr. S- I, I'm just I'm laughing because I'm excited. I'm a huge fan of yours. Um, you know, I think I think oh, well, you know. Um, I I um I do uh, uh, I like your Facebook page, by the way. Right. 
right. yeah, like uh, you know, did, did I, I've been away from the internet all day. What did you post today on Facebook? Well, I, sometimes it's not even me that posts. It's actually my husband Brad from time to time. Yeah. Okay. Well, that's cool. So, how long have you and Brad been uh, together? Oh, we've been together for more than two decades now. I mean, we. I I got together with Brad even before I uh, even before I came out. So I, we've been together. Uh, we've been together since uh, we've been together since the nineties. Okay, so you guys so you guys were together on the DL. That's right. right. We yeah, we were on the down low for uh, for quite some time until I came out, and then of course everyone knew that I was. Uh, and, and then Brad and I went ahead and got married. Right. Wow. Okay. So, um, guest number three saying hi, George. You have a lot of fans on the show. Um, uh, UK. I'm just, I'm just sort of. I, I'm just going to check in with the host. So, UK host. Uh, do you recognize this man that's that you're hearing right now? That that's calling in. Well, you should recognize it. I mean, unless he's been living in a cave. Oh, but then again, I forgot. He's in the Ku Klux Klan. <laughs> oh wow. So. Uh, do you know guest number seven in the chat here, or am I wrong, or am I mixing things up here? Well, guest number me. seven. Hey, guest number seven is um, uh, Gilbert Gottfried, as a matter of fact. Oh, oh, this is uh, Gilbert Gottfried doing his uh, his Andrew Dice Clay impression. That's right. It's uh, Gilbert Dice Gottfried, and he's wearing that uh, big uh, uh, microwave-looking suit there. Oh, that's awesome. So UKA host is saying he's a big Star Trek fan. I um, find that hard to believe, considering that he probably doesn't even have a television set. Oh, damn! <laughs> so guest number six. Goodbye. I have a, I have another guest, a bunch of guests here. Um, um, somebody accused you of sounding like Sammy Davis Jr. early on. Um, but um, guest number six is saying Sammy Davis Jr. died during the '80s. He was the only man that no, we are not free. Did, well, did you know I, Sammy? I I never knew Sammy uh, personally. I never knew him personally. Right. <laughs> okay, but so um, do you think that he was the only man that knows that we are, we are not free? I'm not sure. That sounds um, more like a, a rhetorical question, if you ask me. I was actually calling up to talk about some of the other hosts here on talk shows. I, I noticed that your show was called The Hate Project, and I think uh, perhaps I might be of some service in letting you know some of the more uh, hateful shows on here. Uh, because as I've mentioned, I've been looking for Hal Turner for a month now, and I've seen a good number of these hateful shows on here. And I'd be happy to share all the information I have with you. Okay. Um, so Hal Turner was like, he's like a Jersey-based dude, right? He's like a Holocaust denier and... Um... All around right. right? Right? Am I right about that? No, you're right. It seems like it seems like you know a little bit about this man. He was, um, I believe, he's cooped up in a halfway house right now uh, for okay. threatening to kill a judge. If, if you've been keeping up with Hal Turner as as I have. No, no, no. I mean, like sometimes, like this show, like I I tend to like uh, research things. Um, so you're okay. So um, uh, George. Or Mr. Sulu, Mr. Takai. Um, so, what are some of the other shows? Uh... Yeah, there there are a number of them. Um, but as I mentioned first, uh, the, the first show you need to look at is the News Guy show. 
it doesn't seem racist at at uh, on the surface. But if you check out the News Guy show on Saturday night, if you're not doing anything else, that is like I am, of course. Uh, but if you're not doing anything else on Saturday night, check out the News Guy show. It's where all the racist trolls on the internet hang out, or at least uh, the biggest chunk of them. And they have fed in from a website called Nimbusters. Uh, and they hang out there. And that, if you ever see many racist trolls um, invading talk shows and causing trouble, most likely yeah. they came from Nimbusters and from News Guy. So, what's Nimbusters again? I'm sorry. Well, I'm not really even sure what it stands for myself, but I'm going to type it into the chat, and you can check out the Nimbusters forum. It's an anonymous forum, but I'm telling you that's where the most hateful people on TalkShoe hang out. Um, okay. They do, post a lot of, they do post a lot of she-male pornography, uh, just to warn you before going into that, uh, that web forum there. You're going into the ferret den, so to speak. So Nimbusters and the news guy are the biggest. Okay, so um, okay, so your buddy Gilbert, thank you, Gilbert Gottfried, for uh, for posting that in. Um, okay, so uh, Imperial, um, I'm not gonna even try. Sorry, um, uh, guys, um, we have George Takai on the phone right now, so uh, it's really exciting. Uh, he's telling me about some other racist uh, sites. Um, and um, hold on one second, George. Can you hold on one second? Uh, if I lose your call, can you just call me back? Because I'm trying to Absolutely. take another call. Absolutely. Okay, okay uh, Imperial... Uh, how do I fucking do this? Imperial, are you there, sir? Yeah, I'm here. How you doing? I'm doing fine. How are you? I'm good. Um... So how you doing, man? Uh, what can I do for you? You listening to this show? Yep. Okay. Um. And um. Let's see. And uh, it says, "Great to meet you, George." I joined your FB page. George, you still there? I'm absolutely. I'm still here. Okay. So, uh, oh, like talk shows letting me go a little bit longer, so I don't have to terminate this call yet. So, thanks, guys. This is really exciting. How fortunate. That's great. So, Imperial. Can you pronounce your uh, title for me here, buddy? Imperial Klegel. Okay, Imperial Klegel, UKA. Um, and, uh, um, okay, so uh, thanks for calling in, man. You still there? Yeah, I'm here. I'm still here. I was trying to get the uh, Skype to, to uh, call in, but Skype doesn't work. So. No, bye. Oh my. So, um, and and can I uh, make an assumption that you are also um, of the UKA host show? You're involved in that show. That's correct. Okay. So, um, George Takai over here is claiming that he called into your show. Do you do you remember this at all, or? Uh, you he probably doesn't. What's that? I don't. I don't remember him calling in. Okay. Well, thanks for calling in. Um, did you did you enjoy uh, did you enjoy like Have you been enjoying the show so far? You can be honest with me. Oh yeah, I, I, I cool. think it's a pretty pretty cool show. Thank you, thank you so much, and I'm glad you're involved, man. Did I? Um, I and I just want to sort of like ask you an honest question. 
did I did I like kind of push you away? Um, like was I getting way too personal? This is an anonymous show. Like I don't know like in your name or anything like that. But like was I getting way too personal or like? So I'm just curious. Yeah. Okay, awesome. Work. Fantastic. Um, George, George, you got something to add? I'm sorry. Well, I've I've just enjoyed myself over here. Um, as a matter of fact, regarding the Ku Klux Klan phone call, I I wasn't actually able to call in. Um, a number of their uh, trolls were attacking me and um, saying nasty, mean things, and I merely defended myself. And one of the turds up there in the Ku Klux Klan decided to go ahead and ban me from coming onto the show. It was uh, quite there's actually there's actually quite a few clan groups, but if anybody from my group done it, if you give me their name, I promise you they won't do it again. Oh, I don't remember it. Believe me, I don't remember it. And honestly, it's kind of water under the bridge. I'm not even upset about it. You know, well, well, we, and even though we have uh, a tainted history from what everybody views the clan as, you know, I can't I can't change history, but I can right. assure you. The particular group that I'm involved in, you know, we have rules on, on how people are allowed to act. Mm, okay. We expect people to carry themselves as gentlemen, you know, in, unless it comes to a point that they can't. Well, right. I'm not sure if you recall someone named uh, Tyrant Trooper 88, but that was uh, troll number one. I do know Tyrant Trooper personally. Oh, my. But he's not He's not in the clan. He's in his own uh, group. Oh, is that right? He's actually in the uh, uh, gosh, I can't, Battalion 14 is his group. Oh, my. Yep. What, what is Battalion? Now, that I'm not exactly sure. It, it, I guess it's a, uh, a white nationalist or, or skinhead type group. I'm not exactly sure uh, what their foundation is. Right. That's more the lines of skinhead type. But they're pretty cool. You know, as long as you get to know them, they actually do have a lot of uh, uh, activist type things going on where they try to help uh, some type of children with disabilities or something. I'm not exactly sure. You have to go to their website. Wait, so um, let me let me just get this straight. It's a skinhead group, and I'm I'm saying this because I've never heard this before. It's a skinhead group that helps out disabled kids. Right. It, it's some kind of it's some kind of project, and I can't remember exactly, but they're they're doing like this box top and soda can lid thing. And I'm not exactly sure. I can't quote them because you know I haven't been to their site in a while. But uh, they, it's got they got something going on on their site where they're where they're raising money for for something. But it's, is it only white? Say that again. Is it only white disabled kids? No, that I'm not sure. Uh, I would assume that, but, but I'm yeah. not sure. Well, look, I mean, if they're helping any disabled kids, that's okay. So, uh, George, you still there? Yeah, I'm still here. Um, so, uh, UKA, you know, George here is a Japanese. That's right. And, uh, George, you were, um, he's a Japanese. What the hell's the matter with me? He's Japanese-American. And um, right. you were you were in the internment camps. Is that true? 
I was in the internment camps, and I was transferred to uh, to Arkansas when I was a boy. Okay. Did, did that ever, like, did that leave you um, sort of angry at white people or angry at America? Not really, no. I mean, I no, I didn't feel angry. My father uh, taught me that the most important thing that I could do afterwards was to become actively involved in civic life. And, you know, that's what I intended to do, even though I went off and, and became an actor. But the right. thing we learned, I mean, there were a lot of atrocities in the Second World War. I mean, a lot of atrocities committed on both sides. And, well, my plight was certainly nothing to uh, to scoff at. Just remember, there were many people who were put in concentration camps that never came out. All of us came out. I mean, that's not to excuse it's absolutely inexcusable, but I believe my father taught me that, you know, civic involvement is the best way to dispel some of these, uh, uh, some of these more obnoxious uh, stereotypes. Okay. Um, so really quickly, uh, the Michigan Radio Geeks have called in. Michigan Radio Geeks, are you guys there? Yes, I am here. Okay, hi. How are you doing? I'm doing great today. Um, How are you? Hello, Hello, pleasure. Radio it is, I, I believe I heard you on the News Guy show uh, this uh, this uh, Saturday. Yeah, I've just started up on Talk Show. Actually, a friend of mine is starting a, a program to talk about uh, radio and TV media in Michigan. But uh, I just have to say that it is a pleasure to meet you. I saw the program. I actually worked for public television. I worked for WKAR-TV in East Lansing, which is a... Uh, uh, PBS affiliate, and I saw the program that was produced on the Japanese Americans in the internment. Right. And I thought that was just an excellent program. Um, and your participation in it, I thought, was crucial because I, I think having the name recognition that you have, uh, with people being able to put a name, you know, a recognizable name to a face and say, oh my God, that happened to him? Hey, George, you still there? Oh. He just hung up. Oh, man. He probably, I mean, like, look, he probably heard you, so. <laughs> I just wanted to, you know, it was a pleasure to meet him and, and talk with him and, and just, you know, kind of relate to him on that level because, you know, just you, you get a star like uh, George Takai and you think, you, you never think that, type of thing could have ever happened to you. Right. Right. Um, well, I got somebody else here in the chat. I don't know if he's trying to call in. Um, so is this the real uh, Kai G? It's his name. And uh, is this the real? Yeah. Oh, sorry, John. Let, let me ask first, George, did you hear what I, what I had said before your call dropped? Uh, he can answer in the chat if he wants. Um, so uh, I wanted to ask you, uh, UK host, um, um, Michigan Radio Geeks, uh, UK host is a member of the Klan. Just throwing that out there. And um, UK host, what did you think about the, Jap- the internment of Japanese Americans? Did you think that was justified? How do you feel about that? You know, I really don't know because, you know, I wasn't there. Uh, it was probably a whole lot safer for them to intern them during the war because I'm sure there would have been a whole lot of hate. <laughs> 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 
call you. Bye. I apologize for that. My uh, my Skype connection is uh is a bit shaky this evening. Um, George, right did you hear did did you hear what I said before your call was dropped about uh, the PDF special? Well, uh, yeah, I was listening to it, and then my call dropped. I believe uh, I dropped off at the moment you mentioned that you couldn't believe that it happened to someone who uh, has a face that is publicly recognizable. Yeah, I mean, you know, you uh, watch you for all these years on Star Trek, and, you know, you realize this person's a big star, and then you see Uh, that special, and you go, oh, my God, that happened to him and his family? Right, right. Right, well... You know, it's a real thing. You know, it it happens to be happens every it happens all the time uh, during history. So um, I I don't I don't know what to say, but I I will tell you I I do appreciate that fact that you watched that show, and uh, I appreciate the fact that you uh, have come out uh, on a limb to do your own show here on Talkshoe. Uh, I'm enjoying this conversation, and if there's any way that I can help, uh, just uh, just drop a line and let me know. I'll I'll be happy to help you out. I do. Uh, spend a lot of time on talk show these days with my musical being completed. So uh, Brad and I will probably, you'll probably be hearing from Brad and I again. Well, thank you so much. I have to ask too, do you, yes. I mean, is it kind of a repeat, the, the the discrimination you're going through with the anti-gay sentiments now with, with kind of what you went through back in the day with the anti-Japanese sentiments? It's been ongoing. I mean, it's, it's been, this has been different from uh, what I experienced as a boy. It's been ongoing, and it, it's just, it, you know, it's just been something that's lingering on. But, um, and I, I'm grateful that I'm able to organize. I'm grateful that I'm able to rally people uh, behind and, and to be a force and to be a name and a catalyst in the quest for marriage equality. I, I I don't know as far as the magnitude goes, but I do know this that um, that um, we we've got to really do everything we can to remove all forms of discrimination, whether it's whether it's regarding someone, you know, regarding whether it's regarding the way someone was born or or the way someone is. It just yeah. it has to go, and that that's what I've that's what I've dedicated my life to. Look out, I'm blessed. Yeah, I'm glad you're working toward that because, I mean, I heard a horror story this week about a doctor who refuses to see people that they consider to be obese. Oh, my. And, you know, over, you know, I don't don't mean to monopolize the conversation, but I just wanted to put that out there. Yes. UK UK host, you still there? Well, now you remember blocking me, I suppose I remember Block. I remember Block. I remember the name now. Yes. Uh That's been that thing quite some time ago. It was quite a while ago, but, um, you know, the moment I came in, I said it's me, Captain Sunu, and uh, I believe it was Tyrant Trooper and Eagle's Nest saying all these nasty things, and then I was banned. It was very unfortunate. I would have been more than happy to call in and uh, contribute to your show, as a matter of fact. I, I don't think it would have fit in very well. Uh, I know not. Pro, well, that's know, your loss. The, the, well, the, whole, the, the whole gay, gay thing wouldn't have uh, fit into the format of the show. That's unfortunate for you, sir. No. 
Maybe, maybe your opinion. I, I think the issue, though, is, is all about dialogue. And if you can get opposing viewpoints in on a dialogue and discuss it intelligently, I think it kind of diffuses the tension out there. Well, yeah, but you have an open forum, though. My my forum's not, not an open forum. We we only discuss uh, things about the plan. And uh, we do uh, anti-gay beliefs. And, uh, you know, we just... But, we just uh, don't prove on our show. Not not you nothing know, against, you know... The hate project, I think some of the problem is that they don't want to see us as human beings. And when they hear from me, when they hear a real live voice, and they can put face to that voice as they can with me, it causes a lot of cognitive dissonance. And I think what we're hearing right now is a good bit of rationalization on their part. They don't want to see us as humans. And so they'd rather just block us out completely. Hey, guys, no, hold we, on. We don't want, we don't want your so beliefs. Guys, Imperial, hold on a second. Somebody's asking what's guest number six is asking what time your shows are. George, do you have your own show right now? On oh, no, I know. I, I, just, I regularly call in. If you'd like to hear from me, uh, you could. Uh, I do occasionally listen to the News Guy show. That was the place where I got the most information about Hal Turner. Or um, if you do check out that uh, website that my friend Gilbert posted on nimbusters.org, uh, you might occasionally find a link to me uh, George T.K. And that was really why I came on here. I wanted to also let you know about some Christian identity shows. Uh, I've actually made friends with a Christian identity pastor, uh, Pastor Martin Lindstedt. And if you type him in and you find his show, I do, I do from time to time actively call in. Uh, pastor Lindstedt and I have a great working relationship. And if you ever want to speak to me, Pastor Lindstedt's show is really the best place to go. Wait, what's, what's well, George, let me tell you, you're welcome on my show anytime. We, dis- we, we discuss media, and, you know, that includes, obviously, you know, television, radio, classic TV, classic radio, and we would love to have you as a guest on our show. <laughs> All right. Well, if I think of anything funny to say, I'll, I'll be more than happy to give you a call, and I might, I might have my friend Gilbert calling. You know, I'm not much for these monologues. But as you know, Gilbert uh, over here, now he's gone to bed, but Gilbert over here, he, he would be very happy to come in and maybe even give you his uh, Gilbert Dice Godfrey impersonation. You might enjoy that. Anytime. Awesome. Yeah, I think, uh, you know, any, any dialogue about, you know, um, media and, I mean, I can, you know, yeah, not to get off the beaten path here, but, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll tell you stories about working, you know, when I started out in TV and, and running Star Trek on film and having the film break. <laughs> you know, I mean, just <laughs> things like that. I, I would love to get into subjects like that. And, and uh, you know, I, I, I'd love to have your insight on the show anytime, you know, and if Gilbert wants to participate, hey, we're out there. Well, it's, yeah, it's myself. We have uh, we have Gilbert over here, um, and I'll I'll see who else I can bring on to talk to you to join me. Uh, Gilbert and I are fairly good friends, so uh, you know you, you'll be hearing from Gilbert and I. And if you'd like, if you'd like to talk Star Trek, I'd be more than happy to call in at any time. Oh, absolutely. I mean, 
my my friend Corey and I, who were starting the show, we were both Star Trek geeks. We have, uh, you know, we have probably seen. You know, the funny thing about Star Trek, and I'll mention this real quick. No matter how many times you think you've seen, sorry, I had to mute him real quick because he wasn't listening. Um, oh my. I thought he was the host. I thought he was you. <laughs> I was just looking this up. Lind- Lindstedt was arrested for um, uh, statutory sodomy on a minor. Do you know anything about that? I know all about it. Uh, Pastor Lindstedt and I have talked about it uh, in depth. Uh, as a matter of fact, Pastor Lindstedt says that it was a setup. Um, I've listened to his story, and I, I, I'm not sure what happened, obviously, but I do believe there might be some credence to what Pastor Lindstedt has to say. But yes, he was arrested for statutory uh, rape of a minor. And what happened was, it was it was alleged that he um, he well I'm going to use some graphic language here. It was alleged that he licked his six year old grandson's penis, and he called it something oh. called a, a a Swedish bath. And, I mean, and he, the name Lindstedt is a, a Swedish last name. He's a Swedish American, and he said that he was giving his grandson a Swedish bath. Wait, so so Imperial uh, Klegel, do you know anything about this? Uh, no, it's the first I've heard of. I don't, I don't follow Martin Lindstedt, so I, I would have no clue. Uh, so he knows who Pastor Lindstedt is. Wait, George, Mr. DeKai, I just have to ask you this. Are you friends with Martin Lindstedt? Or like, I, I'm uh, still, I, I'm still... I huh? am. I consider Pastor Lindstedt, I, I am. I consider Pastor Lindstedt a friend of mine. And, uh, you know, of all the Christian identity pastors, Pastor Lindstedt is the most reasonable uh, when it comes to uh, being gay. Um, he and I have a, a good working relationship, and uh, you know, if you'd like to call into the show to confirm it and talk to Pastor Lindstedt about those charges, uh, I'd be happy. I'd be happy to talk with you about it, and, and if he'd like, he can have me on as well. I'm more than happy to go into Pastor Lindstedt's show at any time. So, do you think he was? Do you think that he really did this, or? I don't believe that he did. I don't believe that he did. He, you can check out Pastor Lindstedt's show. He, when I came on it, when I called on. He and I sparred for a little bit. Uh, then we decided to be civil, and he told me his life story. Um, that case was, believe it or not, he was charged, but that case was completely dismissed without evidence, but not before Pastor Lindstedt was put in a mental, a mental asylum where he was doped up and lost three of his teeth. So Pastor Lindstedt, there's a lot more to the Pastor Lindstedt story than what you're reading. There's a lot more that's below the surface with Pastor Lindstedt. This is a man who's been through a lot of hard things. So, um, okay, if you do want to contact me, Mr. Takai, and you want to get some guests going, I'm posting my the, – the email for Hate Project Radio is down here, all right? All right. That sounds great. So just just, just uh, shoot me an email, like, I mean, because I don't know if I can call out on a, on a talk show. It's kind of limited that way, but, like, I will uh, – I'll gladly um, – I'll gladly, like, you know, have him call in or have anyone call in here. Well, that is, his uh-huh. show is called the Movement Turd. It's called the Movement uh-huh. Turd, and you can it's it's believe it or not, it's an unlisted call. This call is unlisted. You can't find it on TalkShoe normally, but you have to you have to get a link. And those links, the only place those links appear is the Nimbusters forum. What is the Nimbusters again? I'm sorry, man. I've been caught up in this. No problem. It is a racial. It's a racist troll uh, forum. It's an anonymous forum. Where racist trolls hang out. Really? Yes. Oh. And so, um, but you like this website, 
Sakai. Well, I'm I'm not a fan of the Nimbusters, although I do find them funny from time to time. Uh, it was through the Nimbusters that I found Pastor Lindstedt, and it was through Pastor Lindstedt that I learned that Hal Turner was incarcerated. So this, uh, this of, of all the talk show people, these are the ones that I uh, am in frequent contact with. Okay. So that's now, wasn't, that's wasn't, wasn't Hal Turner found to be like an FBI operative or something like that? That's exactly yeah. correct, and that's what Pastor Lindstedt um, informed me of as well. I had no idea that he was an FBI operative, and I'm aghast that people in the government are espousing the things that Hal Turner does, even if it is just a, an act. You know, the things that they've said, and the, to know that the things that Hal Turner has said about me was done on a government paycheck is just ghastly. It's, it's frightening when you think about the full ramifications of it. It's something that is absolutely unacceptable. So, uh, Imperial Klegel, do you, um, do you have any feelings about Hal Turner? Yeah, he's, he's a piece of shit. <laughs> well, at least we can agree on something. <laughs> Get a lot of projects. You go to hell. I, I believe Hal Turner said something, and in the, in the only brief audio I heard from him, he said something about when Obama was running for election, is that he didn't want a quote-unquote half-breed nigger running around in the White House. Hmm. Uh, you well, know that was like that. The way that the way the country was going, that was gonna that was fate anyway. I'm, you know, I don't understand it myself, but you know, shit happens. Uh, Imperial Klegel, do you vote? Yeah, when there's someone worth voting for. Did you vote in the 2008 election? No, I did not. I won't vote in this election either. Well, I'm like, what, what was like energize you? Hmm? What would energize me? Yeah, like who's the last like politician? It. Well, you know, I actually enjoyed having Bill Clinton as a president. I actually made a lot of money during his presidency. Uh, I'm a fan of, of George Bush, the last Bush we had. But... Oh, the son, or W, huh? If he ran again, I'd definitely vote for him. Of course, I don't think he can. So, no, he can't. Um, well, guys, uh, this has been exciting. Do, do we? Uh, is there anything else that is not being said right now? Do we have any like other words? Any last words? Well, well I, I just tell wanted, you. I just wanted to say before I got muted, and I, I'm, this is the last thing I'll say. I don't mean to interrupt, and this is off topic, but I just wanted to say to George. No matter how many times you think you've seen every Star Trek episode, there's always one you've never seen. <laughs> well, isn't that a fact? <laughs> and uh, Imperial Klegel, you said you're a big Star Trek fan, right? Yes, I am. Well, I find that interesting. Like Sulu or Sakai? It was it was a ch- it was a childhood show, you know. Hell, it was on since since I can remember. And, uh, you know, it's, uh, I think they're still running some version of it today, I think. I'm not sure, but uh, yes. I, I just like the old Captain Kirk Star Trek. Yeah, guy. William uh, Bill Shatner. He likes Bill Shatner. Oh, my. I'm, I'm, we're going to have a problem here. <laughs> <laughs> he, yeah, he's the only Jew I like. 
Oh. <laughs> it seemed it seemed like it was a show with a basically oh, one yeah. of those shows that had a big family. He was a good guy. He was families uh, yeah. families had their problems, but they always get along. <laughs> oh, if only you do, my friend. <laughs> I'll tell you a guy right, just came to the board, uh, Mr. Ed there. Now, if you want to hear a good speaker, now that's the man you need to get to call in. Because I've heard him All speak right. many times, and he just talks about just everything. It's one of the best speakers I've ever heard. Hey, well, Ed, I got to oh, wrap, wrap this show up, unfortunately. Um, it is rather uh, late over there, isn't it? Uh, I, I just wanted to say the UKA host. I probably disagree with a lot of things that you believe. I know I disagree with a lot of things you believe. Um, but I appreciate that you have come onto a forum like this and offered your viewpoint so at least we can have a dialogue. Well, I, you I, know, I, I want to get, you know, I mean, uh, you know, like I said before, the Klan has a tarnished image, you know, but, but times change. Uh, and we're not here for anybody else now except our own race. We we can care less about the other races. That's that's not our issue now. Right now, what we're working for is advancing our own race. And and, and really that's all. You know, I mean we, we do have issues with with, uh, with homosexuals, we have issues with the non white races, but they're all on the back burner. What we're doing right now is trying to afford our own race. And, you know, I mean, y'all, you guys are welcome to have your opinions of me and then call me whatever you want. But like I say, you don't know me. And well, I don't know you guys. And I see your point of view. I disagree with it, obviously. But in the end, we're all we're all human. And we all have our own points of view. And it's great that we have this forum on the Internet where we can discuss that. And on that note, guys... On that note, um, if you want to call in next week, please call in. It's going to be Monday nights at 11 p.m. on the East, the Eastern Standard Time. All right. I'm way the fucking country, so figure it out from wherever you are. Um, I'd love to talk to you because I know we had a trouble last time. And, um, yeah, I am glad that we have this forum, guys. I'm thrilled, and we can all disagree openly and, and uh, like, you know, sort of, like, share ideas. All right, guys. Um, Thank you so much to Mr. Uh, the Legendary, George Sakai. Thank you for calling in. And, and uh, let, let me ask, George, do you have an email address where I can contact you and invite you to a, uh, a talk show event? Well, how about I don't really like to give out my email address, but what I will do is if you type your email into, my, into this talk show client, I'll go ahead and keep it, and I will contact you. I will yeah. do that right now. All right. Yeah. I'm not going to close down the chat until you guys are done, so that's fine. That sounds fine. There go. And uh, as yeah. we're doing this, just want to uh, wrap up here. Uh, Imperial Klegel, uh earlier tonight, you let me kind of talk to you and pick your brain a little bit and sort of see where you're coming from. Thank you very much for letting me do that, and thank you for calling in, sir. 
Okay. Well, I appreciate it. Anytime you come on up and and I catch yeah. you on the correct day, I'll, I'll definitely. Please do. Yeah, please do. You're welcome here anytime. And um, Michigan Radio yeah. Geeks, so that's the luck to your new show. Uh, that's great. And um, UK host, he's putting his uh, his website down here as well. Um, and um, so, Mr. Michigan Radio Geek, thank you so much uh, for calling in, and thank you for your insight. And of course, Mr. Sakai, thank you very much for calling in. And uh, thank you. Thank you. And I'm gonna I'm gonna bid everyone a good night and uh, wrap up the show. Um, this one was a doozy, everybody, and I'm thrilled about it. And uh, yeah, that's it. So yeah, I was indeed thrilled about it because um, yeah, I thought I was getting somewhere. Um, I had an actual um, member of a hate group call in, so um, I thought this experiment was going to go places. I recently watched a documentary called Accidental Curiosity. This documentary is about an African-American man named Daryl Davis. He's a blues musician, and he makes it his mission in life to befriend members of the Ku Klux Klan, um, you know, just so that they can meet a person of color, meet a black person and see them as a human being. And um, if Daryl Davis can make friends with them, it will inspire them to question their choices. And Mr. Davis apparently has inspired uh, numerous Klansmen to leave the Klan. Uh, They donate their robe to him. Now, I remember learning about Daryl Davis when I was trying to set up the hate project back in 2012. Um, He's been doing this for a while. And I remember thinking to myself, oh, okay, somebody's doing this. That's very inspiring. Um, I had a lot of problems with the documentary, and I even had some uh, questions about Mr. Davis's activities. You know, and I'll, I'll just point out the crux of my problem. Was he just letting... So for the people that left the clan, that is wonderful. However, um, he still managed to be friends with people who just stayed in the clan. Um, and I just wonder, um, is he letting them off the hook? Is he allowing them to, uh, retain their hateful ideology, retain their power or retain their sort of belonging in these hate groups And then they get to say, well, I have a black friend, so you can't call me racist. Um, And um, I guess I'm also questioning myself a little bit. Did I just, did I offer uh, my humanity in the hopes of illumination, or did I just give hate mongers a platform? Um, This gets a little bit worse if you continue to listen to the show. Um, It does get more hateful down the road. And while I was on Talk Shoe, I really kept it anonymous. I didn't even use my real name anymore like I did on Blog Talk Radio. Most people probably didn't know that I was a person of color. So I wonder if that was a mistake. Maybe I should have just kept owning that. Um, obviously, like I think like episode five and a few after that, those are the last times that I refer to myself. I offer my real name and that I offer that I'm a person of color. I try to keep everything under wraps. Um... So, on August 12th, there was the Unite the Right 2 rally that happened in Washington, D.C. Nobody died. Um, So, Metro Transit provided special transportation for the white nationalists who were marching in the rally, uh, even though they promised that they wouldn't. 
It seems from the footage that I saw that the police gave them special treatment as well, kept them safe. Um, I guess it was good that they took public transportation because it reduced um, any of them driving into anyone with their own car. Um, I don't know. Is that a silver lining? Maybe not. But um, I just want to share something that I read uh, from a Washington Post article. Uh, this Washington Post article was basically critical of an NPR interview with Jason Kessler, who was the organizer and spearhead of uh, Unite the Right 1 and 2. Um, maybe he'll be there for Unite the Right 3. Uh, uh, let's hope that doesn't happen. Here's the quote. All too often, well-meaning people in the liberal media think as long as racists get a chance to be racist in public, everyone will automatically reject their views. Unfortunately, history shows us otherwise. Platforming bad faith actors who espouse white supremacist ideologies lends credence to their views, elevating their ideologies of racial, of racial subordination, not racial subordination, and segregation as serious proposals. I'll put a link to that article so you can read it down in the description. And I just wonder in this episode if I was ball washing that Klansman a little bit too much, and if I did that in future episodes too, um, in the hopes of understanding and, you know, open dialogue, you know, those ideals that I have. Um, and, um, I do want to circle back to Daryl Davis for a second. Um, There's a story on CNN from August 10, 2018, um, where um, somebody who attended the Charlottesville Unite the Right rally, um, he was the Imperial Wizard of the Ku Klux Klan. His name is Richard Preston. Um, he's actually on video shooting into a crowd at a black man, and he calls him the N-word. Um, so... This, on this reunion of the Unite the Right rally, he was visiting the National Museum of African American History and Culture in Washington, D.C., and he was visiting with Daryl Davis. Um, now, Daryl Davis had uh, contributed to Richard Preston's bail money um, after this incident of him shooting at a black man in Charlottesville, and he suggested to the judge that, um, you know, that Richard Preston accompany him to the African American Museum in D.C. Um, now it's speculated that maybe Preston is just using Daryl Davis to um, get a lighter sentence, lighter treatment. Daryl Davis doesn't see it that way. Um, in this article, though, um, Daryl Davis or not Daryl Davis, Richard Preston has no regrets for his actions. He says that um, he will never leave the Ku Klux Klan. However, he also says something nearing the end of the article, um, and again, I will post this for everyone to read. He says, I want to see the Klan become what it once was not. What it, I want to see the Klan become what it was, not what it became. So throughout this article, um, he basically implies that um, not all clans were violent, and that's sort of... Um, what Imperial Klegel, as you heard in this episode, implies as well. And um, Imperial Klegel, back in that episode in 2012, mentioned that the Klan had a tarnished image, and um, he was lamenting that. So um, I can't tell um, if people like myself, Mr. Davis, um, if we're just being used for that agenda, basically, um, you know, to basically forward uh, their mission while giving them enough um, of a deniability to say, well, clearly I'm not racist. 
And oh, I have a noble mission. I'm not about terrorizing anyone. Um, I don't know. But then again, Daryl Davis has inspired people to leave the clan. He might inspire Richard Preston to leave the clan. Um, I don't fucking know anymore. Because like, if you cause a lot of pain to people, fuck you. I don't care if you leave. Why? Why should you get to live a peaceful life? That you know, I, I battle with this all the time, and that's why I'm doing this podcast. Um, as far as like the Nimbusters and you know the 4chan and the sort of pol Reddit culture, that has become legitimized. I mean, when I was doing this podcast, the Nimbusters thing just seemed like okay, nobody would visit this except for psychos. But it seems like 4chan has actually influenced the national dialogue, and people take it seriously in the same way that they take Alex Jones seriously. Um, currently. A Missouri Republican named Steve West um, has won his state House of Representatives primary, um, and he has promoted anti-Semitic conspiracy theories, and he has even said that Hitler was right on his radio show. Um, So a lot of these folks um, are just making their way into the mainstream, um, and they're attaining power. Um, I'm certainly, like a lot of these folks, have held power throughout the ages, but... um, yeah, it's becoming a lot more acceptable. Um, I guess just from a cultural, broad cultural standpoint. Um, luckily, there's a lot of pushback too. Um, obviously, the Unite the Right um, rally was met with a whole lot of counter protesters, and um, so that's a that's a positive thing. Um, as we're being more aware, as information like this spreads, like this Missouri Republican. Um, people are fighting back as well so that is this episode of paradox of civility of course email me with any feedback or any questions i welcome all of it and thank you for listening i will talk to you next time good night or good day